Sunday's bets, PJ Glasser, Denton Day alongside with you. It's been a uh, underdog kind of Sunday so far in college basketball. St. John's the upset over Creighton. We in Maryland getting the road win against Rutgers and South Florida a minute away from getting another big win on their tournament resume. Is there at 14 on SMU with one minute to play in the game? We got another favorite in trouble early on right now. But Michigan is up early on Purdue, 14-9. to Now, Denton, surely Purdue won't lose this game to Michigan. Now, will they? I would certainly hope not. <laughs> but we have seen this before with this particular team. And in a day where the underdogs are having success, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, that's well said. Well said. Certainly could. 16-11 now. Michigan on top. Purdue. We also have Florida Atlantic up 12-10 to on Memphis also. Purdue is one of the favorites to win the national championship, as is the Houston Cougars. We bring in our next guest, Joseph Duarte, at Joseph underscore Duarte, University of Houston beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. Joseph, really appreciate you Join us, man. What a game that was yesterday between Houston and Baylor. I'm sure, you know, you, you got a chance to listen to Kelvin Sampson, some of the players' reactions after the game. What were uh, what were all their thoughts to that matchup uh, yesterday between the Cougs and uh, the Baylor Bears? Well, good afternoon, guys. Uh, I guess the first thought was, you know, we've seen Houston play. You know, I've seen them for the last 12 years, but the, specifically this season, uh, when they were up 16, that game was nowhere near being over. Baylor was going to make their run. They were going to make things interesting, and they got really tight there at the end uh, with Houston. And, you know, Baylor makes that free throw there. Game over because that three-pointer at the buzzer doesn't count by Jamal Shedd. But, I mean, it was typical Houston game. You know, it was gritty. It was dirty. It was down in the, you know, the the – the, the ditch, really, how they play. I mean, it's just kind of a, a defensive first mentality. I thought the first half was about as well as they played this year. And then you mix in, that was offensively. And then you mix in what they do defensively. Uh, this is a tough team. And, and I think, you know, the, the message after yesterday was uh, this is the Big 12. It was a road win. It's good to get those. But the bigger picture, and they won't admit it, you know, they cleared a huge hurdle yesterday, and there aren't many left. And for being the newcomer in the league, they've got a chance here in the next week or so to clinch at least a share of the Big 12 title, which I don't think a lot of people thought it, but uh, this this is a team that, that was that good beginning of the year, and, and they're really turning it on when it counts. Just we were having a conversation prior to you jumping on. It was very big picture, but we were talking about teams that we trust in the month of March to to run the table in the tournament. Why should a, a fan trust Houston to, to run the table? Because if anything, you, they can have an off night with the elves. Or, you know, maybe it, the, just things aren't going offensively, but the defense is always there. That there's one thing that Kelvin Sampson uh, demands, and it's part of the, the holy trinity of, of, of everything he does there, it's, it's the defense. And, and that sometimes can be enough. Uh, to help you in March. Now, granted, a couple years ago, they uh, they lost, I believe it was like a 48 to 46 game or so to Villanova in the, the Elite Eight. And, you know, they make a couple more shots uh, they're in, but, but the defense kept them in, and, and that's just the way that they play. Uh, I do think the guard play for, for Houston is, is, is huge, but uh, 
for me to trust them, you got to get something out of a guy like a Jaywan Roberts and a, and a JVA Francis in the front court. So combine defense with just a little bit of, of offense, I think that's why you can trust them to, to go deep because uh, they've shown, uh, and they've done with less at times, that, that they can uh, they can somehow put together. And Kelvin Sampson's a huge trust factor for me when it comes to March. Yeah, Joseph, I mean, Denton and I were talking, you know, Houston, they have another great team this year, but it just feels like they're it's it's kind of the same team, like every year. You obviously watch them a lot closer, a lot more than we do. When you watch this year's Houston team play, does it feel like it's the same team to you as we get ready to head into the NCAA tournament, or do you think this team maybe has a little bit something different than the other teams in the past did not who, you know, weren't able to to win the whole thing? Right. Um, you know, it, that's an interesting way to look at it because uh, if you ask Kelvin, you know, they've had, I believe it's now four straight years that they've lost three to four starters each year. You know, last year they had a two first-round picks. They go to the NBA uh, with Jarris Walker and Marcus Sasser. They, they lose Tremont Mark to Arkansas, and then the, the late Reggie Chaney uh, graduated. So uh, you could look at it that way and say, well, is it a, was it a rebuild where they, they had to reload, but then they go out in the transfer portal and get a guy like L.J. Cryer. I don't, I don't think this is their, their best team that they've had during this stretch, I would, I'd probably look at that 2019 team uh, uh, and, and the Final Four team, obviously. But uh, there are some similarities. You know, the, de- the defense, no matter who they plug in, is, is always elite. Uh, but this one's different because they're going through some of the, the, the injury issues now that they didn't have. Uh, maybe necessarily last year. You know, they lost a huge piece in in, in January, excuse me, in December with Terrence Arsenault. This is a, a guy that's been mentioned as far as NBA uh, future, and he tears his uh, Achilles, and that takes a, a huge piece out of the rotation. It wasn't a starter, but he was getting a starter minutes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they've got some, some issues on that front that, that remind me of, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, but each team, and that, that's the great thing about Houston, each team is really unique uh, other than the defense because he just he plugs and, and goes along. But, uh, but I certainly think if you, if you stack them up against the, the last three, excuse me, the last four teams that have gone to the Sweet 16, uh, there, there's a little bit of a, a similarity. It's just, you know, different, different names on the back of the jerseys. You mentioned uh, LJ Cryer. How big of an impact has that addition had, at least to this point in the season, for them? It's it's been huge because you know he he brings some credentials. He he you know he was a freshman at Baylor when he won that national title, and you know he'll tell you, look, I didn't play a huge role, and and I want to win my own title uh, with Houston. Uh, but you know he he's been their leading scorer for a majority of the year. Now he had a little bit of a lull in the two back-to-back losses that they had uh, at the beginning of conference play. That he had you know combined ten or eleven points. And, and that was kind of his little dip for the year. But, you know, he's had had moments. And, and the good thing about this team is while he's the leading scorer, they don't necessarily need him every single night. You know, Emmanuel Sharp had 20 in the, the Iowa State game. He had 18 against Baylor yesterday. And, and then, oh, by the way, there's the potential Big 12 player of the year and, and Jamal Shedd. So uh, last week when we were talking to Kelvin, he was like, look, it'd be great if all three of those guys decided to have a good night at the same time so that they're not – grinding out these 50 point uh games and and you know and winning 
you know, 57, 50 or, or whatever it is. Uh, but he has certainly been a, a huge addition for them. Uh, if simply for, for, for having the experience of going through the big 12 when nobody else on this team had done that. Talking with Joseph Duarte here on Sunday's bets with PJ Glasser and Denton Day. You can follow Joseph on Twitter at Joseph underscore Duarte, University of Houston beat, repi- uh, beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. Joseph, you know, I think a thing that people really aren't talking about much this year, which I think really could benefit Houston in the tournament, is the fact that they're playing in the Big 12, right? All those years of playing in the American, it's obviously not the gauntlet like they're facing this year in the Big 12. Has there been any talk about that, how maybe such a tougher regular season might help Houston and certainly have a more battle-tested heading into the NCAA tournament? Absolutely, because the way they look at it is every single weekend or, or weekday game in the Big 12 it is an NCAA-type game. You know, the, the atmospheres that they've been in so far, you know, they go to Allen Fieldhouse, they go to Hilton Coliseum there in Waco yesterday. These are all games that they, they didn't get in the American outside of playing on the road at Memphis, maybe when Wichita State was, was good, and then Cincinnati, and that was kind of it. And maybe SMU when they had their, up, you know, here or there years, but uh, this is a daily deal. And then you look at them at home, and, you know, eight, nine years ago, people in Houston came to watch the other team play. You know, if Memphis was number one or, or UConn came into town, that's who people came to see. And even then, the facility, the old facility, wasn't packed. They build a smaller, uh, more modern facility. They're packing in, you know, sellouts now uh, on a regular basis, and people come to watch this team. When you're 60-3 and three at home the last few years, you know, you built a home court advantage, and now these Big 12 teams that are coming in are seeing that. So while they may have been in the American and people question, okay, is it a mid-major or what, they, they had played on a Power 5 level for for many, many years, uh, just the way Kelvin Sampson ran the program. But this is certainly uh, a, a different feel for the program, uh, and I think it's surprising a lot of people how well they've done. I saw a stat recently where they're 10-1 in the last stretch here, and that's the best uh, stretch by a Big 12 team since Baylor won the title back in 21. So that, that tells you how well they've done in their first year. Joseph, ultimately when they get to the NCAA tournament, we know there's going to be at least one or two tight games. In a tight game scenario, is Jamal Shedd a guy that can take over the game and lift that team to a victory? Yes, he's he's absolutely that guy. <clears throat> a few years ago, when uh, his freshman year, I, I remember I, I, I tell this story frequently. He was in the Maui Invitational. They were down 25 to Wisconsin, and they, they come back, and they have a chance in the last few seconds to win. He drives the length of the court doesn't get rid of the ball and pass it in time and the, the buzzer goes off and they don't get off a shot and he's like you know that will never happen again and that was his freshman moment and he hasn't done those kind of plays again he's a guy that can take over in so many ways he's a great perimeter defender uh you know you're going to get seven eight nine assists a game but the other things he's doing now you know he he's scoring he's averaging close to 20 over the last you know five or six games uh, he can give you threes. Uh, you know, he's he's flirting for quadruple, double with steals uh, included the other night. I mean, this is a guy that not a lot of people may have been talking about even a month ago, but he is on the radar now. And like we mentioned, he, he's got to be one, two, 
at the most in the in the running for for Big 12 Player of the Year. But he going into March will be critical for him. He's I believe third now in wins in program history. So the guy's done nothing but win since he got to Houston, and he's just another in a great line of point guards that Kelvin Sampson has developed since they've been here. So, Joseph, we've talked about how great of a team Houston is. Obviously, the Big 12 as a conference is really good, too. You've gotten a chance to see most of these teams. Who are some other teams in the league that you really like? And then who are some of the teams that, you know, maybe people are high on, but you think could potentially get upset in in the first couple rounds of the tournament? Right. I really like Iowa State. And just, you know, they're sort of on a defensive level, uh, similar to, to, you know, how they can take a game and and impose their will just like Houston can do. So, you know, I, I think that they'll be, you know, probably a three seed if things hold. I would think that they'd be in that three-four discussion. I I'm not, and I don't know if this will this will infuriate people, but I'm just I'm I'm not sold on Kansas. You you look at what they they offer, but I, but I think at the same time, you know, they've got the two great store scores and McCuller and uh, Hunter Dickinson. But at the same time, their their issues are, are how much depth do they have? What do they get out of the bench? And then they're not going to play at Allen Fieldhouse during the tournament. And, and Kansas has, has had its history of of quick exits from the tournament. So I, even though you know, they're they're still in that race here. The Big Twelve. I'm not sure how that translates to um, to the tournament. And then also just watching Baylor yesterday. I think when those guards get going, uh, Jacoby Walter, uh, and then, uh, when they had uh, Ray J. Dennis, uh, they can be tough and they put up a lot of points. And you know, yesterday Houston sort of beat them at their own game uh, on many levels. So uh, Baylor's got some history. They're young. Uh, at some of the spots, but overall, I, you know, right now, if you had to ask me, I think Iowa State, Baylor, and then sort of what do you get out of Kansas? Uh, those would be the, along with Houston, would be my four teams in the Big 12 that I'd be really anxious to see in the tournament and how they do, because I think at least three of them could make some pretty good, you know, runs and noise uh, in March. He is Joseph Duarte. You can check him out on X at Joseph underscore Duarte, University of Houston beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. Joseph, really great stuff, man. Appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the final weeks here of the regular season. And good luck to the Cougs in the tournament. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, great stuff there from Joseph. Den, I'm telling you, man, Iowa State. That's the trendy team. Everybody likes the Cyclones. Yeah. I totally agree with them, though, on Kansas. Uh, because it's Kansas – and they're going to be a top seed. And, you know, they were the number one preseason team in the country. I think everybody's going to like them come tournament time. I agree with Joseph, though. They don't play the NCAA tournament inside of the fog. And McCullers banged up. They don't have much depth. So, I agree. I'm looking very much forward to fading the Jayhawks come tournament time. Time to talk some NBA here to wrap up our three. Going to look at some futures and uh, maybe some bets for the card later on today. P.J. Glasser, Denton Day, Sunday's Bets, presented by BetMGM here on the BetQL Network.